If you've ever wondered about what goes on behind the scenes at restaurants, then you're in the right place. This podcast takes you inside the minds of restaurant owners, chefs, bartenders, servers, basically anyone who has anything to do with food, drink, or hospitality. I'm Brady Vixilio, owner of Steinhober's Restaurant in La Bella Italia on Laskin Road in Virginia Beach. Welcome to The Check Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, co-host of The Check and owner of Cobalt Grill Restaurant in Hilltop, Virginia Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We'll be talking about restaurants, people who work in restaurants, who own restaurants, and the people who like to dine in restaurants. This episode features Tom Violet. Tom is a first returning guest and is one of our most popular we've had so far. He's been a server for more than three decades at Steinhilbers. Glad to have you back, Tom. Uh, great to be here. All that hanging out around the back door when you guys were doing the podcast finally paid off and you invited me in. Tom, welcome back to The Check. You are legendary. <laughs> so it's it's good to have you back as our first uh, recurring podcast guest. Well, it's great to be here. Obviously, the pod life is treating you well. Brady's over there drinking Pappy Van Winkle. He's got a cigar. <laughs> That's all I drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where'd you get that smoking jacket? <laughs> it's like an early Hugh Hefner. So how he gets the Pappy Van Winkle and I get the mint tea. Uh, what is that, velvet? <laughs> <laughs> now, great to be with you guys. A lot of restaurant workers have decided they're going to stay home during the pandemic, and you've been one of the warriors who stuck it out the whole time. Give us an overall sense of what it's been like uh, working through this, and if you've noticed any stages that you can identify. Well, I appreciate the warrior moniker, but uh, being a little bit generous, but I've had a lot of people in my family that served in the military that actually put their life on the line. Had a grandfather in Normandy, another one in the Pacific, Korean, multiple tours in Vietnam. Brother, that was a career Navy officer, uncle, uh, dad as well. But uh, one thing that I did learn from them is when there's a job to do, you know, to kind of put your uh, nose to the grindstone and, uh, and get it done. And I think that's basically been what this year has been about. But there have definitely been some stages as far as that goes. It's kind of been a roller coaster. Um, initially, we had some fear you know, in a great deal of uncertainty. And we were trying to kind of work through that and see if we could actually even stay open uh, during this. Then uh, once the payments came in, um, things settled down a little bit and it felt like people were getting a little more comfortable and it seemed like we had a good system out in the yard. And, uh, you know, with the social distancing, people were, we were still able to, you know, I think put on a good show for people and uh, celebrate their special occasions and, you know, night nights out and all that. Uh, then... Come November, December, the bottom kind of fell right out, and we were, uh, you know, a great deal of uncertainty. We probably lost 90% of our Christmas parties during that time, and it was uh, pretty dark, and uh, the COVID numbers were up, and, uh, you know, it. me personally, it was a, uh, you know, tremendously frightening time. Yeah, that's right. December was really tough on us, and we went from, I think, a capacity of we were allowed to do parties up to 250 outside, I think. And then that changed to 25, maybe outside. 25 outside, 10 inside. 10 inside. Yeah. In, in a two day period, we lost literally thousands of people in business. It was amazing. Yeah. And not in a good way. No. Amazingly scary. And uh, now it seems like things are speeding up and you, we're almost going to, you know, almost to warp speed right now. And it's, uh, I'm not sure it's any less scary than it was this time last year because uh, we've got our uncertainties, you know, with increased business as we did with the decreased business uh, early on. 
So when you were a guest on the podcast last summer, we talked a little bit about uh, how all this may change restaurants long-term and the experiences that you know people have when they dine out. With almost a year of this uh, additional perspective, how would you answer that question today, Tom? Honestly, with the um, you know coming mask, uh, mask mandate coming down, and I'm shocked at how back to normal we've gotten this quickly. People seem like they were raring to go. We're as busy as we can possibly handle um, with some challenges with uh, staffing and all that. But it just seems like I went to a sporting event the other day and it was as close to normal as anything that anything we'd seen in about 14 months. So I think people, I'm kind of shocked at the resiliency of not only our clientele, but public as a whole. The CDC now says that masks are optional if you're fully vaccinated. What do you think about this and in general, and what are you doing personally when it comes to masking up at work? Um, well, I was ready for it. Um, it was kind of like a dehumanizing thing for me. I really was, I'd put up with it, I think, about as long as I could. Obviously, I was going to follow the guidelines, but it was, uh, it was starting to take its toll. Yeah, I was ready for the mask to, uh, to come off. I thought the vaccinated people would be afforded the option to uh, unmask uh, first, so I got my vaccination as early as possible. As far as uh, waiting tables, I, I keep my mask on. Um, there's no way for me to know how comfortable a patron may or may not be with an unmasked uh, server. So I, I want to err on the size of, uh, side of caution and make them as comfortable as possible. So obviously, this has been a rough year for restaurants, the people who own restaurants, the people who work in restaurants, and the people who dine in restaurants. <laughs> but um. Tom, what has been the hardest experiences you've had over this past year, personally and professionally? Well, professionally, it's been, and this has kind of been changing lately because the guests have been returning. It's just so many people that I hadn't seen during the pandemic, you know, people that would routinely have business uh, business functions, you know, that missed out on birthday celebrations that they, you know, did every year. That was the uh, professional. Personally, uh, there was a great deal of economic uncertainty in the industry, as I don't need to tell you, too. But those were the two uh, the two biggest things. Um, when you are used to celebrating somebody's birthday with them every year, and you know you miss a year, it doesn't seem like a big thing. But it's you know you miss those people. They're you know you become part of their part of their family. They've become part of yours, and it's uh, that's one of the great parts about the job. And it was something that we didn't get to share with everybody. On on a positive side, I know that you've had some good experiences over the past year. Can you tell us about some of those? Well, initially, one of the one. One of my best experiences was working with you to try to, you know, to serve the people during the early stages of COVID. I think we really, we really did the best we possibly could as far as that went with the social distancing outside, and you know, thinking of every possible contingency so our guests felt safe, our employees felt safe, and we could still deliver the best product possible, the best experience possible uh, for our guests. It was a puzzle. It remains. It remains a puzzle. It remains a puzzle. But that was, I mean, that was something that that I'll never forget. It's been said that adversity is one of our best teachers, and I think that the word pivot was one of the most highly used words this year. What have you learned in the past year about people, about restaurants, and about yourself? You know, there's always that phrase bridezilla uh, that people use for, you know, for anxious brides. I think I've met her <laughs> several times. <laughs> but the, uh, but honestly, the, um, one of the, some of the most resourceful and, uh, People that handled this were the best were the brides whose weddings we did during COVID. Uh, you know, they'd been planning and waiting for this uh, day their entire life, and they had envisioned one thing, 
and then the grace and the poise that they just pivoted, you know, had a wedding that was not what they had always envisioned, but it was just as special uh, to them. And it was just as memorable, hopefully. You know, I was always in all of them. They were really some of the most impressive people that I dealt with during the entire pandemic. Yeah, we experienced some of that too. It seemed like their mindset shifted from, you know, I want this perfect wedding and the flowers are going to look like this and this is going to look like this. And, and then they realized that they're thankful to be here and having a wedding at all. And it just shifted their whole mindset just to be thankful to have an occasion. I agree. I think they realized what was important. Yeah. Yeah. It was and, pretty uh, cool to, to watch. What did you guys think as far as the um, challenges and uh, from an owner's perspective, what was difficult on you and you know, what made you feel, what makes you feel proud about how we handle this? I'm proud to still be in business. I mean, I, Amen. I think that certainly at times I thought that, well, we're not going to be able to make it through this. And uh looks like we might. You bet we might. Fingers crossed. You bet we might. <laughs> yeah. I found that, you know, every day we have different challenges that we, we have to deal with. And, you know, one day it's the plumbing and the next day it's something else. And, and we deal with those things from day to day and that, that becomes our, our restaurant life. But we had some big challenges this year. Yeah. You know, like, do you ask your staff to come to work? Do you... Do you close your restaurant doors this day or that day? You know, some major, major questions that you have to dig deep inside and, and talk to your partners about. And it's, uh, it was really tough, but we still managed to get through it. And like Brady says, you know, we're fortunate we're still here. I guess you got to take one day at a time on these things and just see the picture step by step instead of just looking at it globally because it can get real scary if you... Yeah, one day at a time. One day at a time, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it gets even, you know, with the staffing... It's been very difficult on everybody, and the staff showed who they are, a lot of them, in, in a lot of ways. And I've been overall very impressed with with the people who just powered through it. You know, some people I didn't really expect kind of became people, you know, just they weren't going to not go to work. Yeah. When um, when Bob, Bobby Huber's first day here, uh, when he came in, he, he kind of walked, uh, he walked up to me and he goes, I asked around about you, and... Uh, I said, oh, really? And kind of, you know, <laughs> oh, boy. And he said, uh, he goes, I kept hearing that you'd be a great person to be in a foxhole with. <laughs> and and I, I thought that was flattering. And I just kind of, and I kind of thought about it. And every time things seem to get tough, that always comes into my mind is you want to be there for your, be there for your, you know, your company and be there for the guy next to you. I miss Bobby. I do too. For those who of you who, don't know who we're talking about. Bobby Huber was a, a local celebrity chef almost. He was known to kind of bring modern food to this area. Uh, one of the ones passed away what about five years ago and worked for us for probably about three and a half years, wasn't it? At least. A, a while, yeah. And he was he was great. Great chef. Great chef, good friend. A lot of fun. Yeah. Good guy. Incredible personality. Never a dull moment. <laughs> Never. Never a dull moment. <laughs> Tom, let me ask you about um, outdoor dining. Um, at Cobalt, we're getting ready to build a an outdoor patio um, because outdoor seems to be such a popular, outdoor dining rather, seems to be such a popular option. And I wanted to ask you because this is going to mean a little more walking for our servers. And I hear that, you know, you and Larry over here at uh, Steinhelbers are keeping track of mileage per day oh i know at least larry is uh, are you keeping track of your mileage well larry does keep track he has one of those fancy dick tracy watches on his wrist that he talks in records his <laughs> yes. steps yeah um we talked about what do you know what larry's top top uh night was wasn't it 16 miles 16 that's what that's okay. what he that's, that's what, what he claims he claims, yeah. he claims to mm. 
claims to have walked 16 miles and well actually it was a double so it was a yeah. double shift one uh, i guess it was brunch and dinner wasn't right it? right so, yeah. yeah i do not keep track of that i do know uh the way i keep track is i go to my garage and i've had to punch two new holes in my belt so i've been doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah losing a little weight there you know, Brady, if, if uh, Larry's walking 16 miles a day, you should charge him for, like, a uh, gym service. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good a idea. A gym subscription. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he should be thanking you. He yeah, looks Larry, great. He looks Larry, great. Larry does look good. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so what do you think about the outdoor dining, Tom? You think that's going to be uh, the wave of the near I, I, future? I think that's a genie that is, uh, thankfully, out of the bottle. It's um, For us, we've got that great, uh, great resource back there with that beautiful lawn, a great view of the river, and it is a really peaceful, peaceful environment. You know, it's a treasure, and I'm glad people get to enjoy it. I, I, I enjoy going out there. I don't, uh, it's a little bit of walking, but, uh, you know, like I said, it keeps you in shape. It does, and um, uh, people really appreciate it. And it's it's great to see the the look on our guests' faces when... Uh, when they walk down those steps and they yeah. see that view, yeah, it yeah. really is, uh, yeah. makes cool. you feel good. So we get to eat here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As, as summer is uh, fast approaching and people are dining out more and more, what message would you have for those restaurant workers who have decided to remain on the sidelines and collect unemployment? You know, a lot of, some of them have legitimate reasons, uh, you know, with the children uh, going virtual, uh, that's made, you know, somebody's got to be there with them. You just can't leave your kids at home with a computer. If they're looking to come back now is a great time. There's opportunities all over the place. Uh, if you're a you know front of the house worker that wants to you know put another tool in your toolbox, say hey, I'd like to try the uh, back of the house. There's kitchens all over Tidewater that need help. Um, if you're somebody from the back of the house that says hey, look, you know I've always wanted to be out front. You know everybody's looking for uh, everybody's looking for waiters and uh, waitresses. Um, I just think it's now is a great time to uh, to look for a job. You know get back in the game. I also think it's a great opportunity for younger workers who are less experienced because, frankly, we're, we're, we're in need of employees. And where somebody less experienced might not be chosen, now is a, a huge opportunity to come in and get training and get paid for it. Absolutely. If you get the opportunity to work with somebody like Alvin and come in and learn the ropes from him and uh, not have you know, a lot of people that are in front of you for certain jobs, uh, it's your opportunity to come in and show what you can do and, uh, you know, make a, make a positive impression. What do you think about that from this perspective that, okay, so we, if we're lucky enough to get some more people in, we're going to have to take that time to train them. And right now we're ramping up into our summer season, which is super busy. So are we going to have time to train people while we're trying to, you know, take care of people? It's, it's, uh, that's going to be a huge, that's the huge challenge I think that we're facing right now, but we're facing it across the board. Um, yeah. you know, the front of the house, you, 2004, 2005, we'd have you know interviews for weeks on end to hire three servers. And we would just have all these people with this incredible fine dining experience. Uh, now, if you've ever eaten in a restaurant before you're under heavy consideration. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's not just it's not just restaurants, Tom. It's it's hotels and it's you know stores and and on all these businesses down at the ocean front. Restaurant Depot. I got I got yeah. a job. I got a job offered in, in the freezer at Restaurant Depot this morning. <laughs> <laughs> not really. They're, they're but. My staff. <laughs> not really, but it was. Uh, <laughs> it took a while to get the stuff out, and I almost inquired. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And by the way, if any if any listeners happen to know anybody who is out of work or a young person who's looking for work or, or interested in the restaurant business. Now is a, a, again, a great time to, to get into it. And not only is it great because you have such potential for growth and 
uh, fast promotion, but we're also offering, uh, at Steinhobers, we're offering a referral bonus of $200 if you send somebody in and they stay for 30 days. And at that 30-day mark, that new employee gets a $200 bonus. Yeah, but just send that send that person to your favorite restaurant. Yep. You know, doesn't have to be ours. Any restaurant. Any restaurant. Because everybody's looking and people have got bonuses out there. They're doing hiring bonuses and vaccination bonus if you've been vaccinated or a retention bonus if you if you continue to work for a certain period of time. So there's there's good deals out there and there's good opportunities. Everybody's looking for everybody's looking for people. In a previous podcast, Alvin and I talked a lot about um special orders and things like that that really kind of throw the kitchen off the rails, which is in a normal environment challenging. And when we're so short staffed and coming off of this pandemic, it's sometimes debilitating. I think that our guests, the ones that have been at home for a year are, are just chomping at the bit to go out and, and be social again and enjoy themselves. Actually, we're still in a pandemic and we're still, you know, between a half and I don't know, three quarters staff, depending on the night. Tom, what is it that, that guests can do to make their experience the best it can be from a server's perspective. You were 100% right about people, about people you know, that hadn't been out in a year. I waited on a, a couple the other night with a uh, small child that was probably, probably about 15 months old that had never been in a restaurant before. So that, you know, the energy they were, uh, they sat down, had a great time and it was, but you could tell that they had been kind of chomping at the bit to get in there. I have not had anyone uh, really that I would say was rude or impatient. I think most our guests have, were very fortunate, have been very understanding. But if you do, if you are out to eat and you find yourself getting a little bit anxious, you know, we always try to put ourselves, we always say, put yourselves in the guest position. Well, I think, you know, during these challenges and times, we kind of need to be a two-way street. You also need to think, you know, you've got young people that are waiting on you that may not have the most experience that are doing the very best they can. You have chefs and owners that are working as hard as they possibly can to get a menu that can be delivered at the highest quality food in the shortest possible time and make your experience as good as possible. Everybody's uh, working as hard as they can. Please try to keep that in mind because uh, if you know your food's taking a little bit longer, believe me, nobody's, nobody takes it as hard as the staff does. They are People are back there trying to get, trying to get it, trying to make you happy because that is the very best part about this job is looking down and knowing that you have uh, created a special celebration for, for guests. There could be two people in there on their first date. You know, you deliver a magical experience. Those people could end up getting married and people come, come back every year for their anniversary because, Hey, we had our first date here. And if you make that, make that experience magical, you know, those, those things are possible. So, I mean, that's what we're trying to do because that's what we're here for. I think you're right, Tom. You're right. You know, we've had some great customer feedback. You know, everyone's enjoyed the food and the service, and they're really having a good time. And, and most of the people are uh, are playing along with, not playing along with, they understand the, the struggles that we're going through. I think it's good if customers understand a little more about our time management. You know, our servers don't always have so much time to spend at the tables anymore talking about, you know, yeah, we are, the day-to-day because they, they've got so much to do. Yeah, which is which is a... Yeah. for me because I get telling a story and uh, <laughs> right. you know, before you know it, <laughs> you know my pagers ringing with uh, <laughs> yeah. with the food being prepared. Yeah. But that is, um, you know, we need to keep the uh, our interactions at the table a little more brief because right. uh, we will probably have a higher than ideal yeah. uh, number of tables due to the short staffing. 
I remember reading a Harvard study a few years ago that said that a star for a restaurant on Yelp was worth 10% to their bottom line. And if you look at that through the lens of the pandemic, where, you know, we're doing the best we can, but sometimes it's not exactly perfect. And we've gotten reviews, I'm sure we've both gotten reviews, Alvin, where we're being picked on for imperfection. And there's a difference between negligence and not caring and a struggling staff who's doing the best they can to make everybody happy and then being penalized for a poor Yelp review yeah. when when they say things like, the food was fantastic, our service was great, but I'm, I'm deducting a star because it, it took, it, it, we seemed to wait a long time for our appetizers. Or oh, they made us check our temperature or something. Right. But we haven't had many negative reports or, or, or uh, reviews. Uh, there are some, but it's it's important to say that uh, these reviews matter. And to some to some restaurants, it's, it's live or die. And, you know, a lot of people take these restaurant uh, reviews to heart. So just think about what you're writing, because you really don't want to damage someone who's trying to just take care of their families and, and, you know, keep people employed. And your words uh, can be, you know, not vicious, but they can be, they can be. Your words have impact. Words have impact. Thanks, Tom. Just, just be careful what you say because you could be potentially putting somebody out of out of business. Yeah, or really compromising a brand or a company that's just playing with a very difficult hand and doing the best, absolute best they can with the, with the cards they've they've been dealt. Yeah, and they're just they're on the line. They're living on the edge, and just one bad review could push them over onto the other side, and that would not be cool. And that's everyone. That's not our restaurants. That's all restaurants all across the country because everyone's going through the same thing. And hotels and boutiques and, you know, and, and, and everything else. So just, just, just be kind, I think is. Well, I think, I think that, I think that we really need to concentrate on the positive right now as a society. And if you have a really great experience, I think that's the time to do a review. And I understand, you know, you're upset, something doesn't go right and you need to vent. Maybe wait a week and and and, and, and see how you marinate. feel about see it. See how yeah. you feel about it. Go to a few other go to a few other businesses and see how they're doing on the way, passing help wanted signs in every window. And maybe you know just think about it for a little while. I mean, the positive reviews, by all means, get them out. Let people know how hard everybody's working and how much you appreciate it. Because it's read by the staff, and the staff really appreciates that too. That you know, yeah. knowing that they. Gave a good experience to one of the patrons. Right. Even just an experience that was better than expected or, or surprisingly good or whatever. I mean, the perfection, perfection is always the goal, but it's, it's farther away right now than it ever has been. On a personal note, Tom, you just got married. I did. I did. 50 years in the making. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that. I know you got married in a balloon or something. Uh, Well, it was, yeah, it was a great experience. We, um, it was a Thursday afternoon and I'd gotten home and I walked in and my now wife uh, said, you need next Tuesday off. And uh, this was beginning of March and we didn't have a whole lot of events or anything. Of course, Tuesday was the only day for like two weeks that we had an event I could work. So I just started (laughs) grumbling. We said, uh, I said, I can't be off Tuesday. I need to make money. And, um, she said, uh, we're going to Charlottesville. Uh, 
we're to get married and then go on a hot air balloon ride. A hot air balloon had been at the top of my bucket list since I was a little boy. <laughs> so I said, done. And uh, we went up there, and it was probably one of the one of the most special days of my life. It really was. Uh, went to Charlottesville. We stayed at the Boar's Head. They lived up to their reputation despite all the COVID uh, COVID stuff. But it really was a uh, it was a day I'll never forget, and I'm eternally grateful. Thanks, sweets. Uh, it was a great time. <laughs> That's cool. I heard you'd vowed that you would never get married until maybe there was a national pandemic. <laughs> and then it hit. You then it hit. I need, to, you know, I need to get married now. But yeah, it was, uh, I did, I, I did make that vow, but uh, this was a, uh, this was a very special, special thing for me. So uh, at home, you got your wife now mm-hmm. and you've got all these other, other uh, sentient beings. Yeah, the city in Norfolk restricts you to four pets, so I officially have four pets that uh, that are residing with me. But they're, uh, I've got cats and dog and one dog. We just uh, just got our new dog, Gracie Bell, who is amazingly adept at uh, clearing the uh, back lawn of steinies of geese. So, yeah, we, need, we really need to put her that. on the payroll. Yeah, we we do. I was doing some research on that today, talking to a geese ex- expert <laughs> gotcha. right before the podcast. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Tom, this is the favorite part of our show uh, where we like to ask you a few questions and uh, see what your answers are. But you got to answer them quick. It's got to be like right off, right off the hip. Okay, you ready? Gotcha. This is our lightning round. All right. So what is your favorite movie? Casablanca. Favorite meal? Shrimp at Stiney's. Oh, good one. What three words would you think best describe yourself? Loyal, uh, hardworking, Bustable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are good. You're, you're all of those. If you weren't doing this, what would your other dream do- job be? Oh, basketball coach. Oh, are you still coaching your oh, yeah. nephew? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's yeah, that going? I've got three or four kids I'm doing right now. My nephew's uh, actually just got named uh, middle school uh, athlete of the year at, at Norfolk Academy. So congrats, Bears. Wow. Good job, buddy. And they play in the... State quarterfinal, or I'm sorry, state semifinals at Paul the Sixth uh, today in lacrosse. So good luck, Bulldogs. Cool. All right, what is the best advice you've ever received? I think probably, um, I believe his name's Admiral McRaven. Um, he does a uh, he did a talk about making your bed every day, and I think some of that, uh, you know, some of the points in there about getting up early, uh, being prepared for the day ahead. I think that's probably. That was probably resonated with me the most. I like to get up early. I like to make sure that, you know, to accomplish as much as I can in a day. Normally, I only get about five hours sleep and, uh, you know, try to pack the day full. But Good advice. The early bird catches a worm. If you could be someone else for a day, who would it be? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan now or Michael Jordan back when he was? Oh, Mike, Michael Jordan, 1991. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now it wouldn't be bad either. Now I was going to say, now would be pretty good too. Yeah, I'll take any of them. Uh, Tom V, great having you here again as our uh, first repeat guest. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. I uh, feel like I'm eating at the cool lunch table today. <laughs> well, if you want to see more of uh, Tom V or pictures, what else do we have? Transcripts, links, you can check us out on our website. It's uh, the the checkpodcast.com. That's the checkpodcast.com. No, it's not that's the check. No. Our <laughs> website, which is thecheckpodcast.com. Correct. 
So please remember to tell your your friends and family about the Czech podcast. We can be found where all podcasts are found on Spotify, Apple, Podbeam. And uh, we had some good news this week, Brady. Uh, that's right, Alan. We did. In breaking news, we were rated in the uh, top 20 um, podcast for restaurant podcast. Uh was it and it wasn't when it wasn't wealthmagazine.com yeah. it wasn't 20 out of 21 either it was i think it was it, 20 it out was, of 25 it was a no it was it was way more than that yeah, millions but we yeah millions out of the millions yeah, of the restaurant millions of restaurant, restaurant podcasts. podcasts we were i think what was it number 11 or something yes which is fantastic so thank you all um and please remember to uh give us five star ratings if you if you have time or if you remember we'd appreciate it that it help us out So thanks for joining us on The Check and we'll see you next time. I'm Alvin. I'm Brady. And this is The The Check. Check.